Welcome to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast, where we share tips, information, and success stories about a revolutionary treatment for alcohol use disorder called the Sinclair Method, or TSM. TSM can help most people reduce rather than abstain from alcohol by addressing the root cause of problem drinking, which is inside the brain. I'm your host, Katie Lane, Sinclair Method success story and co-founder of Thrive Alcohol Recovery, where we help you find freedom from problem drinking using this approach so that you can live your best life. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everybody, it's Katie, and today I want to talk about alcohol cravings. Um, I want to talk about alcohol cravings because I think this is, you know, one of the biggest hurdles that a lot of people face who are struggling with alcohol use disorder or alcohol dependence. Um, you can see it in people who you know who have gone out to get alcohol treatment, whether they go to AA or rehab, or they just try to cut back on their own and they might go a period of time, but inevitably they relapse. And unfortunately, you know, the way our current treatment system has been set up for the better part of the last century, um, we've been told that this is a moral failing, that this person is failing treatment, they're a bad person, they're not committed enough, um, all of these things that kind of disempowers the person to really get better. Um, Meanwhile, you know, we haven't really talked about the root cause of what's driving them to drink and that is the alcohol craving or the incessant desire for alcohol. And so um, I want to talk about this briefly today just to kind of, you know, raise awareness about what's going on when someone is addicted to alcohol and experiencing intense alcohol cravings and how the Sinclair method has really been the game changer for so many people, myself included, at finally overcoming alcohol addiction because of the way um, this method works to undo the addiction to alcohol on a neurological level and getting rid of those alcohol cravings over time. And so what is a craving? A craving is simply just an intense desire for something. And I would argue that anybody who is alive on planet Earth today experiences cravings, whether you're craving your Starbucks or a piece of cake or a burger or a cocktail or um, a person or your phone or you know anything that we can really crave or have a strong desire for. Now, people who don't have substance use disorders, um, when they're having alcohol or in, indulging in alcoholic beverages, they're able to have one or two or a few and be done and not really think about it, um, just kind of naturally enjoy it and then let it go. Kind of like how, you know, a person who does not have binge eating disorders might be able to have a slice of cake, but they're not going to eat the entire cake. Or they might be able to go out and eat a meal that satisfies them, but they're not going to eat three meals. Um, because it's just something we're doing for pleasure and to satisfy our body and we're not really even thinking about having more because the amount we had was enough. Now for somebody who is addicted to alcohol, it's a totally different experience and the reason for that is because when someone is addicted to alcohol, their brain and their reward system in their brain has essentially been hijacked and the alcohol has taken over the peak pleasure experience in their brain. And so if they're having sex or they're eating food or they're exercising or they're um, doing anything that's causing them pleasure, it's always gonna be beneath where the alcohol is. So the alcohol is the peak most pleasure 
in their uh, reward system in their brain and everything else is going to be below it that is why often when someone's addicted to alcohol they want it everywhere they want it at weddings and parties and yoga and in the daytime or in the evening time it's like you want it to you know we tell ourselves at least i told myself is you know i needed alcohol to have fun and that's simply because again it had hijacked the pleasure centers in my brain so nothing else was very fun unless alcohol was there and so when this is happening on the brain of someone who has been addicted to alcohol when alcohol is not there, we feel deprived of it. And there's something called an alcohol deprivation effect, which essentially says, you know, when someone is addicted to alcohol, the longer they go without alcohol in their system, the more they are deprived of the substance. And often this leads to people relapsing and then ultimately, you know, having a binge session because they've gone a length of time, whether it's a week or a month, um, or even a year or more, they've gone a long period of time without alcohol and because they're dependent on it, they have been essentially deprived of it. So if it's reintroduced into their life, um, they will like binge on it just because they feel deprived of it. And there's, you know, information about this in the book, The Cure for Alcoholism by Dr. Roya Scapa. I like the analogy of comparing, um, you know, addiction to alcohol to our need for water. You know, um, when you're addicted to alcohol, it's not a logical thing. Your logical mind might be saying, oh, I need to quit. I know this is bad for me. This is destroying my life, my health, all these other areas. And so logically, you know it's bad, but what's going on behind the scenes with, again, your mind being hijacked and um, alcohol being the peak pleasure in your brain, you are essentially unconsciously looking to alcohol for your survival. And so um, water is something we all need to survive. And so um, it can be equated to it because, you know, the longer you go without water, you get more thirsty. You're going to be thinking about it more and more and more. And when you finally do get some water, you are going to chug it and indulge in it. And so it's the same thing if you imagine yourself, you know, if you've never been addicted to alcohol or another substance, imagine if water was taken away. You imagine how often you would think about it and crave it and dream about it and obsess on it. That is the same experience someone is going through when they're addicted to alcohol. Logically, you can tell them or they can tell themselves, you know, this is bad, you need to quit, blah, blah, blah. But that's only so effective because when on a neurological level they are craving it for their survival and obsessing on it like you might be if you had water taken out of your life, it becomes a whole other conversation. And so this is where the challenge for a lot of people with alcohol use disorder comes in because logically they want to quit. They see how it's harming themselves and their lives and their loved ones but the need for it is unconscious and it's so strong and the longer they go without it the more they want it and the more they crave it and so of course you know there are people who quit cold turkey and never go back and overcome the cravings but the challenge is is that that is very few people who are able to obtain abstinence from alcohol long term i think the stats i've seen for the success rates of aa are about five to eight percent of people stick to abstinence when they join the aa program and so so many people are relapsing and again you know we our system unfortunately has treated that as a moral failing or the person's not dedicated or committed or they don't really want to change and that's not really it at all again logically they really want to change they want it more than anything but their brain is hijacked and so they are equating alcohol to their survival as if you know someone said give up water sure you could say you're going to give up water you could try you're going to try to give up water but you can only go so long 
And this is where the Sinclair method is so brilliant at helping the brain to rewire and be reset so that um, your peak pleasure is no longer alcohol. It slowly starts to come back down and you can start to experience normal pleasures in life and actually feel pleasure from them. And you no longer crave alcohol for your survival or have these intense desire and needs for it but rather it can help a person to drink moderately if they want, just like they might go out and have a slice of cake and not have more. They can choose to have a drink or two if they want without that incessant craving and need for it. Um, or they can go sober much more easily because they are not craving it and needing it. And it's become, you know, they've like for me in my experience, and this happens with a lot of people is you get returned back to the state you were in prior to your addiction. So before I ever had my first drink of alcohol, I didn't crave alcohol. I didn't want alcohol. I didn't need it to have fun, all of these things. Um, through this method, through the Sinclair method and naltrexone treatment, it can return a person to that state. And so they can choose to go sober pretty easily in most cases, or they can choose to drink if they wanna have alcohol as part of their life for social functions or whatever. And so if you're new to the Sinclair method, I've made a lot of videos about this on my YouTube channel, um, but essentially it involves taking a medication called naltrexone um, in combination with drinking, typically one to two hours before you drink. And what this medication does is that it blocks the um, receptors in your brain that would otherwise be receiving the endorphin rush that you get when you drink. This is, um, you know, drinking alcohol is a very pleasurable experience and this is kind of what leads someone to become addicted to it in the first place because as humans, instinctively, we are wired to seek pleasure because that is how we survive is seeking pleasure pleasurable experiences and so when you're taking naltrexone and it's blocking that pleasure that you're getting from alcohol over time it's allowing the pleasure center in your brain to be reset and kind of come back down to normal levels and so someone who might be severely addicted to alcohol and craving it and drinking it every single day over time can start to see it like that piece of cake where they might just have a slice but they're not going to eat the whole entire cake um, alcohol just kind of loses its um, grip over us because we're not equating it to our survival like we do water um, we're not feeling deprived of it because we can have it um, and it just allows the the compulsion to drink the craving for drinking and the amount of drinking that someone is doing um, over time it just decreases that again because the person is not getting the same reward and experience from drinking one analogy I use a lot with people I coach is um, you know, if you have a favorite restaurant and you go there every week, they have the most amazing food. And imagine the owners change and you keep going back, but every time you go back, the food is just less good, less good, less good, not, you know, things are changing. Eventually, you're not really gonna wanna go back anymore. You're gonna go back so infrequently because it's just not as good as it used to be. And so that's what happens with the Sinclair method as well. Drinking just becomes less enjoyable, less pleasurable. Sure, it can still be fun, and I know lots of people who've been on this method for years, and they'll drink at weddings or on the weekends, um, but they do it in a way that's in control. They're not afraid of you know binges or blackouts anymore. They can go out and enjoy a glass of wine or champagne with friends and leave it at that. And so I suppose that's all I wanted to say today about alcohol cravings. You know, this is the biggest thing that I think impacts most people who are struggling with alcohol addiction is that incessant alcohol cravings that, you know, is really a biological urge to drink and it's unconscious. Again, it's not logical. It's, you know, our logic tells us not to drink, but yet we still do it anyway. How often do you hear people who relapse and say, I don't know why I did it? It's because 
underneath it all, unconsciously they're equating alcohol to their survival. So it's really important for people to understand how, in, how significant alcohol cravings are to alcohol addiction and perpetuating it, and also to healing from alcohol addiction, which is where the Sinclair Method is so powerful because over time it just undoes those cravings. So I hope this video was helpful. Thank you for watching. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast. For additional Sinclair Method resources and support, please check out the information in our show notes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.